0: Jen and I have realized that as we get older, where our food comes from is more important to us. Once we tried beef from Barron Farms, we knew that we weren't going to go anywhere else. If you're a beef eater and you live in the Yakima Valley, I highly recommend you looking into Barron Farms. You can find them at barronfarms.com. What I can tell you about Barron Farms is that it tastes delicious, it's organic, and if you wanted to come out and look at the cow before you get to eat it, all you've got to do is shoot them an email. We're personally friends with Justin. He does a great job. But I can tell you this. Even if we didn't know him, this is where we would buy our beef. Now, my wife comes from a background in food service. So when I tell you that this beef is the best beef we've eaten, it's not just some guy down the street. This is beef that you can season with salt and pepper, make a burger patty, grill it, and it's great. You don't have to add filler. You don't have to add extra flavoring. Beef straight out of the package that you're going to be happy with. You're eating organic, you're eating local, and you're giving back to the community. Plus, it's delicious. Give Baron Farms a call the next time you need beef. You'll be glad you did. Salt and Rock, Episode 6, Barnabas. So last week we finished our series on David's three friends with Samuel. So this week we're talking about Barnabas. Can't really talk about Barnabas without going into... The backstory of Paul, with the knowledge that we're going to talk about Barnabas, you know we're going to talk about Paul. And so the third person in this little trilogy that we're going to talk about is also Timothy. So we're going to have next week and possibly a bonus episode uh, about Paul, because as you know, the New Testament is a lot about Paul or by Paul. So we'll have Paul next and then Timothy, but this week we're going to talk about Barnabas and go into Paul's backstory a little Because you
1: really can't get to Paul without going through Barnabas.
0: So we'll start with Barnabas, and then we'll have to jump back into the early Paul so that we kind of set the stage. But uh, Barnabas was born a Levite. For those of you not familiar with Old Testament history, there were three people that worked in the Jewish church. Priests, high priests, and Levites. So Levites tended to have jobs that weren't as glorious as high priests or priests. They did a lot of bookkeeping. They did a lot of janitorial stuff. But they were in the church all the time, so they were very familiar with the law. Now, so legalistic uh, had a very prone to legalism because they knew the law really well. Uh, Barnabas wasn't actually employed in the church. Barnabas was born in Cyprus, outside of Israel, so he wasn't ever um, he wasn't ever working in the in the Jewish church, but he was raised with that. Um, lifestyle, so he, he knew Levitical law really well. You don't hear a lot about Barnabas's early life other than that until in Acts it says that he owns property, he sells his field, donates it to the church, and then becomes uh, a deacon.
1: Right. I mean, in Acts 14, 14, it, talk, it calls him an apostle.
0: From there, I don't think you can go forward with Barnabas without learning a little bit about Saul of
1: Tarsus, known for killing Christians. He was actually there when they were just beating on them, they're, they're torturing them, they're pulling them out into the roads and stoning them to death, and he was involved in all of that. Was it Stephen that he watched? Yes, it was Stephen that he watched be murdered St- by them. Stoned, yeah. yeah. Um, so Saul
0: is a Pharisee. The Pharisees were uh, Jewish religious people that um, were very particular about certain things. They are not very flexible, very strict, and they eventually became the people that killed Christians. Right after Christ's death, they they persecuted Christians and they killed them, martyred them, stoned them. And Paul was was probably the best of them. Saul Saul Saul, Saul before his conversion. Yeah, Saul so. was the best of them. So quick backstory because we're going to Paul. But Saul is a Pharisee. He's killing people. He killed. He's at Stephen stoning. Uh, a couple years later, he's riding the road to Damascus on a donkey. The he angel of, knocked off. His angel ass. of the Lord knocks him off his ass and blinded. Right
1: blinded yep
0: couldn't see for i think it was three months he then converts basically begins speaking in favor of christianity
1: right i don't had to be a little confusing for people that knew him prior to the the blinding by the light but i mean it had to be confusing to to all of a sudden this guy's like yo my name's paul i'm not saul anymore and i'm here to I'm here to tell you about God.
0: Twelve years go by from the from the from getting knocked off his donkey until Barnabas seeks him out. I get the impression that he doesn't get a lot of headway here. The Bible says in Acts 9 that Barnabas travels to Tarsus to find Paul and says, hey, I, I want you to travel with me.
1: He took him under his wing for a year right. of mentorship. You know, right. just mentoring him, showing him how to do what he was doing and, and guiding him down that same road and pouring into Paul's life. Barnabas was pouring into him because that's what he was there to do. He w- he sought him out so that he could train him to be an apostle, right?
0: Uh, Year mentorship, and then you get to where he's he's heading in. Uh, he he goes in and stands in the gap, and so right. so initially, the reason that I wanted to talk about Barnabas is that we have to have somebody that sometimes will bridge that gap for us. You have to have an ally that will that will stand in, in front of other people and say, "You've got to hear what this guy has to say because he's he's in on it. Hey, he, there's uh, a reason for." him, you know? Right. God's because got a purpose. We've all gotten, whatever your stature is, whatever your job title is, whatever your position is, you've gotten there because you've you've built a reputation. Right. And so what, what Saul had done is built a reputation of murdering Christians. <laughs> a good reputation. Right. And so then when he wants to come in and, and evangelize and teach to Christians, they're yeah. like, no, no that's no, not what you, I'm th- trying th- to no, learn. thank you.
1: I think you're going to try to trick me, and then you're going to try to kill me. Is what my thought process would have been. Why would you bring this guy in here that's been prosecuting Christians? All of we all know about him, and then all of a sudden you want to bring him in here. Are you? Is this a trick? <laughs>
0: right, right. If I'm a Christian in 47 A.D., I'm going to say I I want to meet Jesus. Right, but not today. Not today. Right, and that's what part. Well, that's what Barnabas does. he, he stands in and says. Not the same person. Right, He's com- been
1: completely changed. I vouch for him. Just listen to the way he speaks. I right, mean, and listen to his heart. You can tell by the intentions of someone's heart. Right. You know. So, so. Uh, um, and that's
0: so that's why I wanted to talk to Barnabas. And then digging into this, there's there's a lot more to it than just he stood in the gap. I mean, he he mentored him for a year, which mm-hmm. we already kind of touched on. But then two chapters later in Acts Acts eleven twenty five, he actually encourages Paul to travel as a missionary. And in doing so, Barnabas realizes that Paul is actually a better leader than himself. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as Barnabas has built his reputation as one of the new leaders of the church, he actually steps aside and, and has Paul kind of take the reins right. and say, Hey, look, you're you're gonna lead these people better than I will, so I would I would rather you do it. So from there he he goes from being a mentor to a cohort, you know, being somebody that will stand beside him, not only standing in the gap with him, but standing beside him and supporting him, working alongside him.
1: They used to say Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul. But after that time period, like you were saying, I mean, he steps aside and he said, and then and then everything from that day forward, you hear Paul and Barnabas, you know, right. or, or just Paul and or just X, Paul, whoever, right? right? Like
0: even at that point, they don't. It's not a well. You take over, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go fulfill my role somewhere else. They're still traveling together, right? But, but Paul takes the lead, and Paul becomes the the leader, and Barnabas gladly steps beside, which is, as a man, it's a hard, hard to do. thing to do. Right. Down the road, in Acts 14.2, they're in Lystra. A few verses later, they're mistaken for the Greek gods, Zeus and Hermes, Paul... Hermes, because he's the better speaker which right. is which is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but it also because shows because he learned from Barnabas. Right. Well, it also shows how close they were that you mistake two people for gods.
1: Uh, that is a pretty cool friendship. Yeah. That's a good brotherhood right there. Right. So,
0: <laughs> skipping around a little bit in the Bible you see in Galatians 2, Barnabas and Peter kind of get caught up with some religious zealots and so we talked about Barnabas being a Levite kind of ties back into his his history, you know, he knows the law. Um, you got some people that come in and they say, hey, you can't.
1: Why are you doing that?
0: You can't hang out with these Gentiles. Right. They're unclean. How dare you? And Barnabas says, ah, harumph, harumph. You're right. Yeah, You know, let's flee. he kind of falls back on his biblical, cr- on his historical crutch. You right. know, I was raised this way and that's, this is the way we've always done it. And this is the way um, we'll keep doing it. Which is one of those things that, you know, in the last 50 years, we've seen tons of stuff. Well, we've we've never done it this way. Women can't be in ministry. Women can't do this. It can happen. Right. The, it, there's anointed people. We are. talked about one of the judges being a woman last week. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is that just because you've always done something one way doesn't mean that that's the right way.
1: But on that's the other... We do that in manufacturing all the time. Just because you used to do it this way and right. we have a better way doesn't mean that you should continue doing it the old way. Right. So, governments could learn that. Oh. <laughs> so, just because something's been done one way, it doesn't
0: mean it's the right way. Right. But on the other, the flip side of that is just because you think that something's new and improved doesn't mean that the old way is not better. Amen. So, <laughs> that's all I could say. <laughs> you can look at that coin either way, and it depends on the situation, <laughs> circumstance, and who's right. looking at it. So, mm-hmm. um, not to say that every new thing is the best or any of the new things aren't the best, just saying, even though uh, Barnabas was kind of tricked by his, his old way of thinking, he catches back up to that because the next time that, that same group of Je- zealots come to Jerusalem, he and Paul vehemently oppose them. Yeah. So they say, no, 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 no. The Gentiles aren't unclean. Jesus cleansed everyone. We we can all commune together. We're good to go. So then you have how many years? would you say their ministry was probably a good 20 years so 15 20 years go by then you see the disagreement between these two guys it's not the first disagreement but it's it's a big disagreement Paul and Barnabas meet up with Silas and John Mark yep. and Paul has a grudge against John Mark because, because he
1: left them earlier in their yeah, their early travels. in their travels um, he decided he wanted to go one way and so he left them and yep. so he didn't find him be dependable. right? And so not being dependable, he wanted to make sure that he had people on his team that was going to work with him, not right. against him.
0: This is one of those moments that we can really relate to today. So you've got two close friends that are that are working with the same goal in mind. They get to an impasse. One says, I feel this way, and I think that we should go this way. And the other one says, and I, I can't agree with you. I can't trust that this other person is going yeah. to... Be faithful. I am the leader
1: of this church, and I have the heart to protect you. Yep. And you gave me that right. You right. you you put me to the front. I'm right. Barnabas. You're Paul. I gave you that right. authorization. Said, "Let's." You're the leader of our group, right?
0: And so they decide to to split ways. Yep. Um, and and it doesn't give any it doesn't give any indication that they're up upset with each other over the decision
1: but it does say that they disagreed very strongly about you know about it and so i can't remember the words exactly but it was just
0: acts 15:36 after some time paul said to barnabas let's go back and visit each city where we previously preached the word of the lord to see how the new believers are doing barnabas agreed and wanted to take along john mark Paul disagreed strongly since totally. John Mark had deserted them in another town and had not continued with them in their work. Their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed for Cyprus. Paul chose Silas, and as he left, the believers entrusted him to the Lord's gracious care. Then he traveled throughout Syria and Sicilia, strengthening the churches there. So they disagreed strongly. But it it, was, you it know, was strong enough to separate them. Right, but it,
1: it, it was enough to pull the division between the two.
0: But I, it doesn't say that they left with any hard feelings, though. It doesn't, and that's that's the and, thing is that and they both
1: were still preaching the gospel, right? In both two different directions. So there's they're just multiplying at this point, right?
0: right? Yeah. So and that's the thing. I think that that's a, something that happened. That you know you could look at it in one of two ways. You could look at it and say, well, well, Paul was the leader of the church, and this guy had, had led astray. You know, he had deserted him, and he didn't trust him. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, as a leader of a church, you have kind of a, a level that you have to live up to. Right. So maybe you make some more conservative choices uh, to protect your sheep, or maybe it was he was pissed and yeah, <laughs> and had a grudge. I I don't know. Strongly disagree. It doesn't it doesn't really say, but what it what it does say though is that Barnabas went off and taught with John Mark and yep. Paul talked. Taught with Silas, and then you hear a lot about Silas later. But later it says that Paul calls for John Mark because he is of great benefit and he helps me teach. Right. Which that tells me that he didn't have any hard feelings about it because it wasn't a, well, I'm going to eat my words. And it was, hey, bring this cat over.
1: Yeah. And it might have been that he had, you know, he showed that he had left. Didn't mean that he didn't have a good preaching style. It just showed that he didn't, he couldn't depend on him to be there. Right. I mean he's he must have he must have liked the way John Mark spoke to, right. when he was preaching because or else he would have never called him back right right he would have never called him back yeah you see this
0: kind of come to the the Barnabas and Paul uh relationship it seems like it comes to an end here but realistically they're still supporting each other in prayer I'm certain mm-hmm. they're still respectful of each other uh, and I think the only point that he he didn't call Barnabas back with John Mark was because Barnabas was martyred. He was killed in Cyprus. And I don't know the date on that, but that would be my guess. He brings back John Mark because now John Mark has become the new mentor of Barnabas. So I don't think that it was one of those. All right. Well, fine. You just go your way. It's no, I, I can't, I can't bring him with me. So maybe you should go this way and I should go this way and you sometimes you have to disagree but still have respect for each other
1: exactly um, that's what a true friend and living in true brotherhood with somebody right you have to have that exactly you've got to you've got to be able to have your differences but still have the common goal which is preaching the gospel right and i have i have a friend that i've been friends with this guy for years we
0: became friends in church i left church still spent time with him never one time talked down to me because of the, the choices that i made still supported me loved me as a brother prayed for me but that's a good brother. But didn't didn't act, you know, didn't try to beat me over the head with the Bible because he knew that that wouldn't be effective. So when we moved it's out here, when Jen and I moved out here and she got on staff and we began walking a Christian walk again, started raising our kids in church, and I called him and just catching up with him. I didn't call him and say, hey, man, I'm a Christian again. Or, hey, man, I found that grace that I dropped I came back. 15 years ago. You know, yeah. that's not what it was. It was just a, a normal talk. And so I mentioned something, and he said, man, I've, I've got to be honest with you. I didn't know that you'd come back. I've seen a lot of friends that got hurt, walked away, right. and never came back before they ran out of time. He said, so I'm ecstatic for you. I would be. And so that... <laughs> Reminds me of this relationship where you have a disagreement and one person decides to walk in a different direction. In this case, it's not walking in a non Christian direction, right? But you split ways and you go a different direction than somebody else. And it doesn't mean that you're not still friends and you don't still love each other and you, you're not a part of each other's lives. It just means that you're not a part of each other's lives on the same path, right? And that's that's a huge thing, yeah, uh, especially as Christian men. Because we're going to have people, more than likely, you're going to have someone that comes in your life that's important to you, and you see them turn their back on God. All you can do is love and support them. and Love, support, and pray. <laughs> if the Holy Spirit gives you the opportunity and they have an open heart and open ears to listen, then you get to have that conversation with them. Yeah. But oftentimes, it's right? not going to be you. No. It's going to be somebody else, and you just get to enjoy it with them when they come back. So you have to still love and support them, and you have to not bash them over the head with a book. Right.
1: So, that doesn't work. didn't work for me. Right. Didn't it work took for prayer. Me. Thanks, Mom. Uh,
0: almost every one of the people that bashed me over the head when I walked away from church offended me so bad by trying to chase me down and thump me over the head that it hurt our friendship when I came back to church, almost every one. I, I, I
1: can understand that
0: because it was it was just a not a, a disrespectful thing. And so, from this lesson, you learn regardless of whether you disagree, remain respectful. With that, you see a lot of the correlations between some of the David relationships that Paul and Barnabas have. You have somebody that stands in the gap. Yeah. You have somebody that holds holds or each other calls accountable. You calls you out on your stuff. Calls you out on your stuff. Disagreements when you look at Nathan and David. Nathan disagreed with David, yeah, and was able to talk to him about it,
1: and David received it,
0: <laughs> right. And so, same same with Paul and Barnabas, they right. they separated, and I think they were still friends. I think oh, they yeah. were
1: probably, you know, hey, let's go get some fish. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. How, how did you do this this week? Right. You
0: know? Yeah. It's. I don't think that, that it separated their friendship at all. I think it just right. separated their walk. Uh, that's a. That's a big deal. A lot of things that you, if you really dig into Barnabas, you see some other stuff. Um, super generous. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about he sold his sold his field at the beginning of his ministry and gave it to the church. You see Paul and Barnabas as they are um, traveling together. They're not. They don't accept donations. They paid their own way. Right. I think one of the big things about Barnabas that we skipped over, seeking out Paul and then John Mark, he found someone to work with regardless of the situation. Paul especially, Barnabas reached out, sought him out, mentored him, and he raised him to be better than the mentor. Right. Raised the student that, to be better than the mentor. We touched on it, and I, don't, I think it got cut from the Jonathan episode, but we mentioned pre-1920s that Jonathan-David relationship, super close brothers, uh, would lay down their life for each other, cut from the same cloth, um, hearts knitted together. True love between men used to be a thing. In America nowadays, it's not. You actually told me why.
1: Yeah, so a lot of times what happens when World War II, I think it was, was when the men went off, They when they came back from war, and before they went to war, so before they went to war, they were friends, they were buddies, they were brothers. They really had a lot of camaraderie for each other, and they, they were knitted together. In their neighborhoods, they're growing up. Then they go to war. And so they go off to war. Well, when they come back, they're all looking for jobs. So then they began to have to compete against each other. And that divides men. When you've got to compete against another guy, maybe they went out. Maybe you went out. But, I mean, it causes that division between a brotherhood. And so, you know, building a brotherhood is what died off during that time period. But I think we can get back there. Yeah. Well, and that's so that's the thing. That's what I was kind of wanting to get
0: to is you see Barnabas goes out and, and seeks Paul then hands over the reins to the church. Like He says, hey, you, this is not a competition. You're my brother, and you're better at this, and you're going to do a better job of leading, so I want right. you I want you to take this. We're, we don't see that today very often because we don't have somebody that walks up and says, hey, look, man, you're going to do a better job at this. You're better suited for it, so yeah. so go for it right. because now it's, I'm going to do this because I, I, I want this next promotion. I'm going to do this so
1: hard. Right,
0: So and that's the thing is that in this time, you, you don't see that um, that meat-headed competition. No. You see Barnabas that says, no, I, I'm going to train you, and if you become a better apostle than me, then so be it. That's what the Lord wants. And that's that's what the Lord wants us to do as men. is He wants us to have a fostered relationship that, that says, I want to help you. If me helping you means that you're going to be stronger than I am, so be it. Right. You also see and this kind of ties right into that Barnabas didn't need to be in the limelight. Uh, no need for it. Yeah, he doesn't have to be in charge. He doesn't have to be the center front and center. And I think you see that Paul's arc, I guess, puts him in the limelight and then he's he's the leader of the church and he's right. I think Barnabas is doing as essential work, but he just doesn't have to be in the top right. right. He doesn't have to yeah. be the one kind of stealing the show. I don't think that we couldn't have had more books written by Barnabas and fewer books written by Paul, and it not been okay. I just it's think probably I think been that, pretty good. <laughs> I think that he just kind of laid back and said, I'm "Go doing, for it, buddy. I'm doing what God wants me to do, and I don't need credit for it." There's a reason that God told me to find you. One of the things that I found also says that Barnabas understood the ev- effective spread of the gospel was centered in prayer, and I wish that it would have given some scriptural reference to that because um, yeah. I think that's powerful. You're going to be more successful with prayer than with anything else. Not to say that the solution is not having boots on the ground. Prayer, prayer is going to help those boots on the ground be more effective, but you're still going to have to have somebody going out and working.
1: Right. You got to go do.
0: Yeah, prayer is a foundation, but it's you still have to
1: do. Right. You got to go do. You yeah. have to move forward.
0: Yeah. Go forth so. and do. Thanks for joining us today on Salt and Rock. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to us at saltplusrock at gmail.com. That's all letters S-A-L-T-P-L-U-S-R-O-C-K at gmail.com. If you'd like to become a contributor to SALT Plus Rock, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com slash salt plus rock. Once again, all letters S A L T P L U S R O C K, where you can give a contribution as small as $5. Hey, every little bit helps.